0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Archetype Influencers. I'm the king 8426 and this is just a little introduction to the series and what to expect. Um, I'm recording this right before I put it up. I just realized I didn't really have an intro, and I haven't really talked about this. I've been kind of keeping this project under wraps, but now's a good 30, 45 seconds to talk about it. So this is Archetype Influencers. I'm going to be talking to um, four people who played one legacy deck. Their primary time has been put into one deck in legacy. Um, I find it the whole concept of just playing one deck incredibly interesting, in particular for legacy because, um, as I mentioned actually in this episode, you don't really have to be someone who plays the best deck. You can be somebody who only plays one deck and be very, very good in tournament settings or or Magic Online or something like that. So I just find it really interesting and I wanted to reach out to people who are known for only playing one deck and and sort of talk to them so i've recorded four episodes with four different people it will be coming out every thursday over the month of november this year and um if you guys want me to do any more with legacy or modern or or vintage or limited or commander or or whatever um that there were people a lot of people that want to um talk about playing one deck or one type of deck or something like that um just reach out to me and i would love to interview anyone else if anyone has ideas i'll reach out to them um and just make more content but for this this is one um sort of mini series i'm just trying out and i I hope everyone enjoys and without further ado here is the first episode of archetype influencers welcome everybody to archetype influencers uh... The show where I talk to people known for only playing one deck And today I'm here with Goblin Lackey one uh, better known as Eli Hello Eli Hello, thanks for having me We're here to talk about goblins And we're here to talk about some goblins The fairest way to play magic Now, Eli, I don't think we've ever played magic against each other Um, I don't believe so But I'm pretty sure I'm about 0-16 against your deck and paper alone (laughs) Uh, Because I play miracles mostly uh oh, rip. <laughs> so that's pretty frustrating, but nevertheless, I'm excited for you to be here and to tell me more about your deck. So first, I just want to just jump right into it. Um, tell me more about like the history of the deck. You know how the Arctic came to be. You know what what is it today than what it was like. You know two years ago, that kind of thing. Tell, tell me what's what's going on with the deck.
1: Well, goblins has a a long and storied history. Um, I I am pretty confident that it is the oldest uh, contiguous archetype in the history of Legacy uh, and that the core of the deck has remained intact from 2005 to now, and it has always been played to some extent within that stretch of time. Um, goblins If you go to MTG Top 8 and you go back, if you click on Goblins, you go to All Decks and you go back to the very uh, first entry. Um, through the, or the last page rather um, you'll find the very first legacy GP uh, Grand Grand Prix Philadelphia 2005 was won by goblins uh, the by first GP? the very first legacy GP I didn't know that uh, Jonathan Son was the victor and there are t- three other, or two there's one other goblins player in the top eight uh, and then there's so a lot of the early and then uh, Owen oh, Turtenwald got second at Grand Prix, Grand Prix Columbus 2007 mm. also with goblins um, so it's it was the really one of the first uh, decks to beat uh, at uh, Legacy's inception uh, and all the it was from my understanding goblins was kind of like a, a meme deck uh, like during Urza's saga because you know it was super combo heavy format and none of the good goblins, besides uh, Lackey and Matron, had been printed yet. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you and if you were dropping Lackey, or Creature Zone off off of Lackey, it was like put in Mog flunkies. You know, whoop de um But when the when Onslaught came out, Onslaught Onslaught block is really what uh, made the tribe powerful, because you got um, Ringleader from Apocalypse. I guess that's an invasion block. It's just before it. Um, but Ringleader from Apocalypse, then all from Onslaught itself, you got Skirk Prospector, Goblin Warchief, Goblin Power Driver, uh, Siege Gang Commander, Goblin Sharpshooter, um, and a couple other kind of cards that aren't played anymore, but have been played, Sparksmith uh, at the time, uh, and then next set, Legions. You got Gem Palminator, which is extremely, extremely important. Um, I guess Scourge uh, Siege Gang came out in Scourge, mm-hmm. uh, um, so that really, uh, you know, and Goblins was really good in that standard format. Uh, Patriarchs bidding uh, Goblins, bidding Goblins was a, a big deck in both standard and extended, uh, as 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 far as I've read. Um, and then after Darksteel, uh, there was a period where skull Clamp Goblins was obviously a deck, uh, skull Clamp Elves, Skullclamp yeah. Goblins. You can imagine that being very, very easily exploitable. Um, but also the critical printing in 2004 was um, either Vile, And that is really what let the deck become what it is to, today in a lot of ways, which is um, this kind of bizarre conglomeration of archetypes that uh, defi- defy... Uh, kind of definition at some points because goblins like when, when people say like oh what archetype is goblins is it a control deck is it an aggro deck is it a combo deck it's kind of all of them at the same time um it's it's a very uh difficult deck to put in a box and that's kind of why i like it yeah yeah it's sort of,
0: it's sort of like this paradise of like oh i don't know what i want to play in legacy it's like well you can just play goblins because you just play a little <laughs> bit of everything
1: yeah yeah the, i i i've said that that much myself where it's like if you have a, an itch um a go- goblins can scratch it to some extent no matter what it is um because there's there's so many ways to build the deck you know you've got like the core cards but um there's like 30 flex slots really so <laughs> jeez well I, that's a little bit of exaggeration but like if you've as long as you have you know 20 23 mana sources four aether vials uh four matrons uh you can do st- anything with that i mean i've i played lists without goblin lackey i have played lists without goblin ringleader um i played lists without goblin warchief like i have played lists without goblin power driver you know these cards that have been staples of the archetype but there do there are ways to build without them mm-hmm. um so, there's a huge amount of flexibility in it for a travel deck because being one of the original tribes from Alpha, the card pool goes pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, it, seem,
0: it seems like it's pretty good as like a like a tech. If, if you really know what kind of meta you're going into, and, and for example, I'll choose to slash GP Atlanta because we all knew what we were going to be playing against. We're going to be playing against Rug Delver because it was the best deck. Well, mm-hmm. Rug Four Color Delver. And you're going to be playing against a lot of Depths because Delanna is known for playing Depths. Mm-hmm. So, it seems like if you. Really, were dedicated into bringing in goblins. You could just like, r- you know, wipe up that meta because you can like target it a lot easier than with uh, like miracles or something that you'd be able yeah, to target those. Yeah, types. I
1: mean, there are some gaps. Um, like, there are no ways to remove an enchantment uh, within the tribe. Uh, you have to play other cards for that. But, um, and there there are some things the deck struggles with, uh, kind of inherently. But uh, there are kind of. There's weird tech goblins for virtually every almost every situation. So we've got our, you know, oh you're overrun with death and taxes. Play goblin wizard, <laughs> which if if people don't know what that does, it's a it's a it's a card from the dark. Uh, it's a two red red one one protection from white, uh, and you can pay red to put a goblin from your hand into play for free. Oh. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I own one, but I've never played it, so it's, you know, it's one of those cards that would be really sweet, and Goblins players love their one-ofs. Yeah. I'm no exception. <laughs> I'm no exception. When you've got Demonic Tutor in your deck, you, you just gotta, you know... You gotta be playing the one-ofs. You gotta go yeah. in. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, dude, that's that's
0: awesome. I, I mean, I, I love like playing against goblins even as like a miracles player but even as like not i love playing against goblins because it's like i never know what they're gonna play because like yeah. for example like if i'm like playing enchanters or something like they could easily just go into like the super like combo beat now it's like i'm just gonna grind you out with goblin pile driver and you can't do anything
1: yeah like, i'll um, put all these I- dudes on the board and then i'm gonna tackle this like 17 and 2 yeah uh I have a funny story about Enchantress uh, yeah. that we can mention later because... I uh, you can bring it up the... right now. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> well, I, I have had a game against Enchantress. At, at the LGS I used to play to uh, play at, um, I, I don't have an LGS anymore near me because I, I moved back to the States, but when I was living in Scotland for uh, my year abroad in college, there was a, a place in Glasgow called uh, West End Games, uh, and they are great. Uh, shout out Wested Games. Uh, <laughs> they just—they just—they just started up the year I got there, so it was like you know the beginning uh, of the community, and we kind of developed a, a small legacy community. Mm-hmm. But there was a guy there that always played Enchantress, and uh, it was like for the you know the three O the F kind of thing, and it was like right. uh, multi kind of st- like multiple elephant grasses in play. Uh, but nobody was doing anything, so and I had a cranko, so I ended up making like I think sixty goblin tokens or something, <laughs> and I and I ended up uh, sacrificing the. It was like oh, it was like two two elephant grasses and a uh, what was it called? Sphere safety. Sphere safety. It's like the. Five I mean that mana. is a card. Yeah, it's a five mana like X pay into. Yeah, it's, like, extra elephant grass type effect. Yeah. And so I had to pay, I had to pay like, seven mana per attacker. So I had to, like, <laughs> sack... A, I had a script prospector, so I could sack, you know, to pay, like, six mana, seven mana per attacker to, to crack in through these ridiculous taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Enchantress games got weird. Dude, that's, uh, that's
0: pretty funny. That's a good story, though.
1: Yeah. All right, so uh, with the history of the deck from then on, um, Goblins was, like... Tier one ish until, you know, I, I was looking at the decks to beat uh, breakdown month by month, starting back from 2011. Mm-hmm. Um on Man, you went to you deep. Are you you take this a lot more seriously than I am, and I'm making this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 2011, the deck was still pretty strong, um, and then, but it, it was suffering uh, like a lot of new printings because. After, basically after Onslaught Block, goblins didn't get a new card until... Uh, like, a, like a new, like, real card until, like, Mogul Marshall in mm-hmm. Time Spiral. Uh, and then uh, Sting Scourger was in Planar Chaos, but that card's, like, a, a bad one of you played because you had to bounce an Emrakul. You know, it was never something you wanted. Right. Um, so, the basically, the, the deck got power creeped uh, really hard. You know, we got Goblin Chieftain, which is, like, mostly worse Goblin Chief most of the time um it got uh tin street hooligan and tuck tuck scrapper as like playable in very loose terms shatters i like like, tuck tuck i like the idea of tuck tuck i've never played him but it it was he was better when he could target when the damage could target planeswalkers i did have a couple games against red prison where i could be like shatter your encenarian bridge deal a damage to your chandra or like you know and you could do some cool things with Kiki Jiki because it would trigger twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the redirection so
0: rule really, really made it a lot better than it is now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you so it used to be, you know, shatter two artifacts, two artifacts. Uh, if you had two Tuck Tuck Scrappers in the battlefield, uh, deal four damage to each, which is pretty cool. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, so, yeah. well, uh, two thousand eleven deck was starting to struggle a bit, and then two thousand twelve is where we get hit with. Uh, Death Deathrite Shaman. Um, so, yeah, so it's end of 2011, Deathrite comes out, and then, Innistrad comes out shortly after, right? Right. Um, and, Not after RCR. Went... Innistrad's before. Oh, right, Especially right, before yeah. No. So, right, so, so it was a boost after, um, Souls got printed, obviously, that was a, in Restore. that was yeah. a pretty huge boon to the archetype. Um, just because uh, there's no reason to run less than four uh, in your almost monocolor tribal deck, and then it would even you know cast you know it would even give you green mana to, to cast your Tin Street Tin Street kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Forgot that was a so, card. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. No. It's. Ugh. Um, so that was a, a brief resurgence where goblins was was pretty strong again, um, but and then. Uh, then we get into the the death rate era and it didn't from my understanding i wasn't playing then so this is this is looking at results wise uh it seemed there was death rate was a more of a gradual thing where it wasn't just like everybody was like immediately slamming this as a four of into every single deck hmm. uh, um but we you know we did have some good results um max teats won the scg um invitational with goblins uh and i think 2012 or 2013 i'm not sure and then jim davis also had some really good results and those are those were the two like kind of goblin kings of the SG circuit of Mm. they would always rep goblins and they'd always do really well with it um and then since then the deck has dropped off significantly uh the Again, the kind of the the deck was just getting power creeped more and more. It's like the format became faster, became more unfair. The average, honestly, I think the biggest thing was that the not not even necessarily the biggest thing, but something gets overlooked a lot is that the average creature size kept getting bigger. Yeah. Um, and goblins just inherently has a lot of one ones, and it wants to convert those one ones into card advantage, but it becomes harder to do that when like a, there's a one two ha- in the format. Yeah, yeah, but like, just when half of the the half of your board can't attack, uh, when you know there's anything of, of uh, higher toughness on the other side of the battlefield, so it became more taxing on your removal spells. You'd have to start spending your removal spells on things you didn't actually care about in mm-hmm. order to just get in for damage. So it kind of it it puts us in a little awkward spot. The the bigger the bigger creatures get. Um, which is kind of like a funny thing that like something as significant as insignificant as one toughness can really impact a lot of things. Um so. Yeah, I mean I'm
0: I'm not doubting you there because um and, and we might get into this in a second with like cars and stuff, but things like, you know, Plague Engineer. Yeah. And <laughs> and before even like DRS, like like those I mean those deal about those deal with one extra toughness, you know, in, in different right. ways, but they deal with yeah. one extra toughness. The goblins are, are pretty used to it and they're both hugely yeah.
1: impactful against goblins yeah i mean i uh <laughs> i posted I, I was i've been looking for like cards to play against rug delver and i posted on twitter recently that the goblins discard reminded me of the fact that goblin churgeon is a card that exists and it's a it's a fallen empires common and i knew it had existed and i was playing it during the blue red delver era right after uh war of the spark came out and it was really good then um and i was like oh i kind of just stop paying attention to it and i'm like oh wow this card's like actually she could be really good against rug too do you know why it's because it's a Mm. it's a a one mana zero two (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean you gotta get it where you can get it uh, so like i don't i don't know if there's a single besides goblin guide there aren't any one mana x2 goblins to my knowledge Mm -hmm. um least not that i can think of so um moving i guess into the more recent era of legacy um I picked up the deck in 2016, uh, and I did so. I guess at the yeah the beginning, kind of end of 2015 is when I was started to started to pick, pick up the pieces, um, because I was interested in. I was really interested in Magic. I played Magic ever since I was like four years old, mm-hmm. but I got I got back into it in college because my roommate was a big modern player, uh, and he kind of introduced me to the competitive scene. Um, and I kind of resisted it and I still kind of do to some extent. I'm not super invested in, in, uh, like, you know, I would, I, I don't really have an interest in like going to GPs or, you know, trying to qualify. Now you're not for an SCG protocol.
0: grinder or whatever. No, I,
1: I don't, I don't really care. I, I go to SGCon in June once a year and those are the only paper events I go to. I've been to a Bizarre Moxon once. Huh. So I've been to like three major paper events ever. Um, cause it's, it's just not. Not your thing, not super my thing, and it's also just like expensive, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So, I was picking up the deck, uh, and right as so I was playing. I was basically playing the the most at the beginning during it was during the heyday of miracles when miracles was just like so good. Top was still unbanned. Um, yeah. But I had. But I was in this weird spot where at the shop. Nobody like played miracles for some reason, so it was like the 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 miracles era meta, but just minus miracles. So it was actually a lot of fun. We had a lot of good a lot of good times, um, but that's when if you go back to the source, uh, you know the the website that was yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see in the the old goblins thread because now there's actually like four or five goblins threads that have existed over time uh since the in the history of that website Mm -hmm. uh it's pretty cool to go back and read them actually but if you go back to like the the one before the current one uh you'll see like when i start posting there it's like i'm all excited and my builds are all like kind of half budget because i only had like three wastelands a rashadden port you know (laughs) yeah before and port got reprinted three oh yeah i was trying to pick up rashadden ports when when right before they got reprinted and they were like 120 bucks in the yeah, US. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah yeah it's like oh man i'm I'm in europe i can use mkm and get them for 85 <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> uh and that felt like a deal dude yeah yeah i
0: mean trust me I, i've been there for stuff that got reprinted
1: yeah uh but at the same time i got that's when i got my badlands so and they were 65 then <laughs> oh man yeah
0: dude picking up Badlands and Bayou's in 2015. What, that feels like a
1: steal right now. Yeah. I picked both of those so, up for under 100, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I played Bizarre Mox in Paris. Uh, it was like my first real event with the deck. Um, and that's when I kind of got involved with the greater Goblins community. Um, the guys who were on the source who I was talking to, we all met up at the tournament, and that was really cool. Um, so. There's a big community aspect with goblins because you've got all these people who've played the deck for like over a decade, and they have this wealth of knowledge they want to share. Uh, and I think that's like a, a huge appeal of the deck is that the community is really like rock solid, and, and everyone's trying interesting things and has a great deal of respect for each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think that's I think that's a super important thing, and I, that seems to be pretty common as far as like these smaller communities go for um Mm -hmm. goblins pox that was part of pox community right (laughs) like these these like smaller like tier two or lower decks like you you sort of have to have that like community aspect because like you're not necessarily getting great cards printed you got to work with what you're doing you got to adapt to the metagame and but everyone there wants the exact same thing yeah they just want the deck to be better
1: yeah yeah that, that's exactly it. it's like no one's no one's playing it because there's like I'm gonna maximize my chances of winning this tournament with this deck it's like no it's like you're looking for I've been thinking about this a lot actually it's like what, what makes someone want to play a specific deck and like what, what makes someone want to play magic and I have this if we're gonna go down a rabbit hole really quick uh, yeah. My my uh, I had this conversation with my dad about it because I was trying to explain like why I'm like getting all invested in, in doing magic, magic content and that sort of thing and like why i'm playing this like kind of weaker deck and he's, he kind of laid it out very simply it's like you you're, you you want to create you're not interested in winning for winning's sake you're interested in creating a beautiful game and i thought that was like exactly spot on and that it's a it's a sort of aesthetic experience of like what are games worth telling stories about what are games that are you know exciting to remember and think about again like I have so many memories stored up in my brain of exciting, interesting goblins games. I've got like ten thousand—not ten—I've got hundreds Oof. at least of, of screenshots of you know crazy situations that you know I get out, I get out of somehow. And of course, you know, magic players do that all the time. But that's a, that's something I really get with goblins, and I think that's what drew me to it. Is that it was nostalgic for me because I had I had an when I picked when I started picking up the deck I had a war chief, a pile driver and like two either vials from dark steel packs when i was a kid oh, i was like i'm nice. gonna build goblins because modern looks uninteractive and lame and but all the other <laughs> legacy decks are like stupid expensive and my thought was like oh i'll eventually build into death and taxes i own death and taxes i've yet to register it in event like even like moto or anything nope oh. <laughs> i I, I kind of like i respect the deck and i like it but if i'm gonna play an either vial deck i'm just like you gotta play the best
0: aether vile deck and it's goblins
1: why am i not just playing goblins right now
0: (laughs) yeah man dude like every time i see somebody talking about aether vile on reddit you know i'm there calling goblins as the best aether vile
1: deck Goblin goblins abuses aether vile harder than any other deck ever oh yeah it gets punished for it too Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I
0: guess in, in, in that vein, we can just go ahead and smoothly segue into strengths and weaknesses.
1: Uh, oh, I guess well Pithing Needle is kind of a fucking difficult card to fight. It used to be when our Shatters cost four mana. Yeah. Less so now yeah. when we have two mana Shatters and Shatterstorm on a body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so strengths and weaknesses. So ultimately, Goblins wants to exist in a, in a, in a world where people are playing permission based control decks and it'll just completely obliterate them uh by outdrawing them, you know, because we're a deck with four factor fiction for demonic suitor. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is playing like two for ones, maybe. Mostly virtual card advantage kind of engines that, you know, we get to dodge a lot of and and we get virtual card advantage from having our opponents have a lot of dead cards against us. Like all the counterspells we get to turn off with cavern of souls either and goblin like we have 12 ways to invalidate counterspells um so that that's the meta you're going to look for um so miracles uh has historically been our best matchup this has changed a little bit oh Um, yeah it's it's uh i think goblins uh I still feel really good about my Miracles Magic matchup, let me be clear, but um, the deck has more tools uh, than it used to, and it's it's naturally playing more tools. Uh, I think the best matchups now are actually the ch- most of the Chalice decks, because um, similarly, they have a bunch of lock pieces that don't matter, uh, and they're just really not equipped to deal with most of what's, what Goblins has going on, and our additional new Shatters have pulled a ton of weight in the matchup so i think my friend and i compiled our like win rates and stuff and we found you know when we combined our our records our best matchup oh like uh was um eldrazi eldrazi stompy and we collectively had like a 90 win rate versus eldrazi which is obscene yeah Ugh. like like i think it was i i know like win rates are weird because it's play pilot dependent and small sample size but you know complying co- we were com- com- compiling our two our two data sets and we both had similar records and so eldrazi stompy and uh mono red stompy uh are just super super good because it's like you know turn one blood moon like okay mountain goblin lackey <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, you gonna do about it <laughs> yeah uh so that's and oh the and then uh the goblin Rattle Master. okay your token your token comes to play. Jump home, incinerate your goblin rabble master. I don't have any goblins in play, but you do. Because mm. uh, counting all goblins is busted. <laughs> um, so the stompy matchups are usually very, very good. Um, the only chalice deck that I feel like is scary is Four Color Alone, because neither Reliquary is difficult. Um, and now they're playing Plague Engineer, so that's, that's also an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Bomberman, uh, I think we're good against, but it's not like, you know, a slam dunk or anything. Um, I've definitely lost, you know, on the draw it's tough because it's like turn one, if they if they have like the, the turn two Karn when you've played a turn one Vial on the draw, that's really tough. Um, but, you know, the, the the Wasteland ports kind of help mitigate those, those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, so Stompy decks are what you're looking for. Control, be- control decks are what you're looking for. Um, Delver's usually around 50-50, depending on the version. Um, it's. I personally have a hard time playing against Delver, um, whereas I know a lot of my other Goblins pilots' friends do quite well against it. Uh, I find Delver unintuitive and frustrating to play against, so I feel like I mess up a lot. Mm-hmm. So don't know what to say there um <laughs> how much of it is my fault and how much of it is the matchup um and, and it'll vary a lot you know the blue red delver deck i feel really good against rug delver i feel like 50 50 and i like punt a lot so i don't know um grixis delver used to be really really good and then the newer versions are pretty scary but they also suck against chalice of the void so there's a lot of variables you know it's 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 build dependent right um, Right. But in terms of you know kind of macro archetypes i'd say like tempo is fairly even control you're generally favored stop you're generally favored and obviously the big uh kind of elephant in the room for goblins is combo um but by virtue of having all of these uh having strong matchups against control decks you usually get to stock your sideboard pretty full of of combo answers Um, you know my sideboard generally i can bring in at least ten cards for Storm, maybe more. Jeez. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm a cha- I'm, I'm usually a Chalice deck post board, and you know, Cyrus Corman will always say like Storm is inherently unfavored against Chalice decks. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm bringing in, you know four to five Grave Hate pieces, two to three Chalices, an answer to Empty the Warrens, uh, some Red Blasts. Um, so it's I I've across my time playing Moto um Storm has always been my most common opponent uh and I've very consistently been about 50-50 against Storm uh combining both Ant and Tess Tess is significantly worse because it's much faster um Sneak and Show uh is pretty rough um though I'm I've only kind of like going a on streak against Sneak and Show lately but I think that's more variance than anything though new card Sling Gang Lieutenant added a lot to that matchup mm. um because it makes uh, them casting show and tell, you can basically kill them in response to whatever their big monster is. Because if they, you know, if you show and tell in your sling gang, and their life total is equal to or less than the number of goblins in play, they just die.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like I had a game. I had a game the other day where I, 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 I had a, They had turn two Grizzlebrand, turn three Pyroclasm, and they died with the Pyroclasm on the stack. Nice, because <laughs> <laughs> like Caracas Sling Gang, they and I put it in an Earwick Squad into play, uh, and a five three doesn't die to Pyroclasm, so I sacked, sacked my board except the Sling Gang, except the Eerwig Squad. They were at four. They looked at their Pyroclasm on the stack. I guess just scooped it up. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, it was pretty funny. Yes, um, but Sneaker Show used to be really really bad. Um, so Strums like fifty fifty. Sneaker show was bad getting better now. Uh reanimator is real tough. Um, obviously it's it's basically entirely dependent. Your your game ones, so you're like dead. My game one one percentage against reanimator is probably like like twenty fifth percent, fifteen percent, and that was probably before the London mulligan. Mm-hmm. Um now it's like, you know, if if they have a functional hand, you're just not getting there. Um but postboard, are you playing Leyland of the Void? Are you playing Tormod's Script? You know, that that sort of thing. Uh, I'm not hedging for a reanimator right now because it's not that popular. So I've got two relics a Tormod's Crypt and a Surgical. And Relic is too slow against Reanimator except for turn one on the play. And even then, sometimes it's too slow. So I have like two real cards to interact with on them on turn one. So obviously, you have a bad time against a Reanimator. Um, Hogak's pretty scary for similar reasons, though. Um, Krakus is seeing more and more play on my sideboard. so. Helps, um, and we are good against Bridge from Below. Funny thing about Goblins is, I think it has one of the better, like, dredge matchups of better dredge game ones out of a lot of decks because the deck, incidentally, has a lot of ways to blow up a bridge from below. Mm. Skirk Prospector is MVP in that ma- matchup, <laughs> Mog Fanatic, uh, Goblin Crater Maker, Sling Gang, uh. You know munitions expert targeting itself there's a lot of ways we have more martial echo can you know pops the bridges in your own upkeep the idea there's, of skirt prospector being the
0: mvp in any matchup is <laughs> fucking hilarious to me dude skirt prospector is busted <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know we've i know we shared plenty of uh twitter conversations about how frustrating it is for goblins to play against combo yeah um so I don't know, and this goes into one of our last topics here, is like sort of like the future of the art type. And what do you think is able to swing combo? Like maybe there's like a card that you've been testing that needs to see a lot more play, or maybe
1: mm-hmm. there's like some sort of card design that you would come
0: up with. Um.
1: players, Goblins players love this conversation because we love talking about the cards we wish we had. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, because the, the the rough combo matchups have, have always been our the thorn in our side um, and the things that have really kept us kept us out of seeing competitive play and I feel like uh, goblins for a long time was actually like very underplayed um, and like between you know a few months ago before Modern Horizons came out and after War of the Spark came out I felt the best I'd ever felt with goblins um, I was like. I had like back to back five O's, like multiple like four ones, just all the time. Just best hot streak I've ever had. Um, and I just felt like I was smashing blue red delver decks left and right. And <laughs> miracles was you know playing like Narset, which Goblins just could not give less of a fuck about. Um, you know, all everyone, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's the... so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, three mana, draw a card, do nothing else you know I've, I've had it stop a gem palm cycle once and I felt stupid uh but you know other than that you know the format form was just in a place that it was vulnerable to goblins mm-hmm. um and you know so th- it, there have been times where the deck felt legitimately like tier 2 material like very like surprisingly good um now it's uh it's suffering a, quite a bit I think um I go back and forth on how i feel about on it like it, it's i'm undecided on whether or not it's a question of build or if it's a question of you know the metagame the metagame is definitely hostile i will say that uh rogue delver as i said is like maybe slightly favored at best um and then the the decks that are getting supplanted by rug Double, like, all are good matchups. Like, are very good matchups, like Miracles, Red Stop, Penal, Drowsy, are all doing very poorly right now. You know, maybe Miracles is a bit of resurgence right now, but, yeah, I'm not seeing it very much. Like, I've played, since Modern Horizons came out, I can actually tell you, I've played against Miracles uh, eight times uh, out of 193 matches. So... Way less than it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Death and Taxes has seen less play. Um, and the decks that have replaced them are, you know, the fast combo decks. Stat-based storm, combo. Yeah, Storm Reanimator, L- LED decks to Dark Ritual decks, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so that leaves us in a really awkward spot where, like, we want to have tech for the Rug Delver matchup. Um, But we got to, you know, really stock our sideboard with uh, the anti-combo cards. Um, But if we happen to run into, you know, the kind of other part, the more off-meta decks, it feels great, right? Right. Um, And I guess I want to mention a couple specific cards. Because Goblins did get a lot from Modern Horizons uh, that significantly boosted the archetype. The deck has actually received more additions in the last, like, year and a half than it had in the past, like, decade really <laughs> yeah um you know this from the stretch from like 2008 to 2018 was like maybe six cards all of which were like one ofs um unless you're counting war and instigator which is kind of its own deal it's kind of its own sub archetype of the deck mm-hmm. um so uh we the five big cards that we got recently were uh goblin crater maker goblin trash master Munitions Expert, Sling Gang Lieutenant, and Pashlik Mons. Oh, and Chain Whirler, actually, so six. Um, so the, the deck has received a significant power boost compared to uh, when I first picked it up. We now have an extra removal spell that can target Planeswalkers, which is huge. Mm. Um, we have um, a playable Shatter. You know, Crater Ranker is very, very good at killing both Delver, GTA, Batterskull, and Emrakul, And, uh, you know, Eldrossi, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Reality Smasher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craigmaker is very versatile. Uh, Trashmaster is just complete annihilation to any artifact-based deck. Um, it's yeah. it's almost a plague when sometimes it, it's so good, um, and it's also very good in um, lots of punishing fire matchups. I found it's like secretly one of our best cards against lands because you can just start shattering all their mock stamens, and then none of your important creatures die to punishing fire anymore because it's a three-three lord. Whereas chieftain would just get P fired and then they move on with their lives. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the 3 3 body really matters. Um, and then but I think the biggest one of all these new cards is Sling Gun the Tenet, over Siege Game Commander, because now we don't have to take up Vial to five, and we have this like insane out of nowhere kill condition where we don't even need to be in combat. It's just like is your life total less than or equal to the number of goblins to play minus minus three? Because it yeah. creates three bodies by itself and you just yeah, machine that yeah. people I, out of nowhere. I've, I've seen you pretty hot on this card It is so. It is so good. And it's even flipped. I don't think it uh, flips a strong word, but I used to think medium depths was our worst matchup in the format mm-hmm. uh, because it was all this like, you know, potential it turn to merit latching you, but also can grind you out with, you know, these uh, hymns and taragoyfs and abrupt decays and all that. And it's still like not a great matchup, but I've beaten a lot of good depths pilots lately, um with with uh, our new tools. Uh and you know, they're even playing Plague Engineer, two Plague two or three Plague Engineers on the board. And I'm like five and one versus depths right now. I beat Bob Huang in the format playoff. Um I beat you know I forget the other there was like one other like big deal depths player that I was very proud of winning against. Yeah. <laughs> um so the so slinging is important there because you get yourself above twenty and you can drain with outside of combat and pashlik matters because it's a really good answer to plague engineer because yeah. you just activate it and then the triggers are in such a way that your two creatures die the two goblins that pashlik generates dies and you can just kill the plague engineer on the spot um, and pashlik's nice pashlik's like kind of a weird card uh, that is hard to grasp because he's like a half-assed <laughs> sharpshooter sometimes uh, but. Uh, he's he's a weird utility creature um, that I I haven't even fully grasped like all the things he can do, uh, uh. <laughs> so I, I haven't fully formed my thoughts. But he's a pretty staple one of at this point. So Dex right. Dex's utility
0: a is is just the important part because if you don't need yeah. it now, you'll find it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so the the matron targets have gotten powered up. We've gotten more consistent. We've more playable two drops. The the big problem for the deck and for a long time was that uh, you had you only had two playable two drops. Uh, you had Pile Driver and Magua Marshall, and Sting Scourger is not really a two drop because uh, you don't you know if you don't you don't really want to play your Sting Scourger on turn two. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the deck has really helped its curve. Um. It's still you know probably the highest curve out of all the non, you know. All of all the creature decks, Goblins definitely has the highest curve when you're playing f- you know, f- five, maybe six, four drops. Um, but that you have to kind of consider the fact that you're sometimes you're putting them in the playoff of a sometimes you're putting them in the playoff of Vile, sometimes they cost three or two because of War Chief, sometimes you're accelerating them with Prospector. There's a lot of ways to cheat on mana. Goblins yeah. has that component where it's there are some turns where your goblin deck becomes Storm. Uh, because if you've got a, a warchief chief and a prospector, that Mog war marshal is not a Mog war marshal. It's a dark ritual. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it does. The...
0: It does sort of play that good. Um, that that good mirror there. Yeah, it's a good impression. Yeah,
1: yeah so it it uh, it alternates between you know matron for a terminate to kill your guy and draw a card. It's fact or fiction, but it's also sometimes okay. You know. Matron for pile driver, sack matron, play pile driver, play second pile driver, swing for 15 kind of deal. Jace. Uh You know, these, these are the lines that you kind of develop of, you know, you're always looking at a way to kill people uh, from unexpected places. And I think that's what makes Goblins exciting. It's a very dynamic play experience um, mm-hmm. because you have. The, my favorite thing in Magic, honestly, is interaction and winning from behind. I love the feeling but- of winning from behind. And Goblins does that better than anyone else because. Haste, uh, is a busted keyword, and the ability to generate cards kind of out of nowhere. You're always one top deck away, you know, from winning. You know, if you're in that situation where you know both players have nothing, or you're dying, but you all, you have a vial on a three and four, all you got to do is rip that matron or that ringleader to find the other one, and then you're suddenly going to have you know three cards in hand and four creatures on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now about new cards. We were talking about
0: this before we started recording. card I'm really high on is Embercleave, because I think that card's busted from Throne of Eldraine. <laughs> and if no one knows what it does, I'll explain it really quickly. It's four red and a red for a... Is it a legendary artifact? I don't have it pulled up. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's it this is
0: a legendary artifact. It costs one less for each attacking creature you control. It's an equipment. When it comes into play, equip it to target creature you control. Target creature gets
1: plus one, plus one,
0: and uh, double strike and
1: trample. Yeah, so this card's really good if you stick it on a Goblin pile driver. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. You just went the game. It's so right much there. damage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really easy to kill someone with this on a if you got it on a pile driver. or like a Goblin rabble master. Um, so it doesn't really fit into the Legacy shell, unfortunately, um, because Goblins has a very very strict deck building restriction built into it, in that if you're playing four Ringleaders. You need to have, uh, my rule I set for myself is, uh, 31 goblins or more, um, to make the ringleader worth it, uh, because you want those ringleaders to be hitting, uh, uh, more than two goblins on average, um, so above 30 is the ideal, um, and then when you're sideboarding you gotta be careful, you know, is this a matchup where ringleader matters? I can't sideboard below, like, 29 goblins, um... So, adding more non-creature uh, spells uh, other than file, uh, outside of like tar fire, has a very real cost in the deck. Uh, so that makes deck building very tricky. Um, so Embercleave can't really fit into the Legacy version. Uh, I've tried it in Modern and I got horribly punished. Um, <laughs> but it does seem like a fun thing to try there. And then I've seen Bruise and Pioneer of Goblins because. A lot of the good goblins are legal. We got Pile Driver, Legion Loyalist is in there, which is also really good with that kind of strategy. Um War Chief, Rattlemaster, Legion War Boss, Ringleader's Legal, Um Skirt Prospector's Legal. Mm. Uh, so it's it's a much more kind of aggro beatdown deck that happens to have some late game rather than this kind of mid-range control combo kind of thing that legacy yeah, yeah, yeah. has going on. Uh, but it's definitely, it, seem, it seems like fun.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just really high on the card. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm i not the one that plays with the the deck, so you know <laughs> a lot better than I do. Do you think um, if anything were to happen with, like, the next mean hours is in, like, halfway through November, I think it's, like, the 16th, if I remember correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think if anything were to change to help out um, goblins, what would it have to be? I mean i think not to speculate too much on like the banning of like a certain card or anything
1: i mean i'm i'm pretty firmly convinced that ren six being banned in legacy is a when not an if Um, because we've already seen this iteration of legacy before i think i saw like a reddit comment say that and i was like wow that's really true we've had this iteration of legacy where it's a three color delver deck that's really good and better than everything else and we have a four color control deck that also plays a critical card from that three color delver deck that is also very good and then there's a bunch of stuff that is worse than that and we saw that we see that we saw the death rate it was gracious delver and check pile so i think and the win rates that we saw from the gp of that that tobias uh i forget his last name That um, that uh tina fireball article yeah so that's one you're referring to yeah um he he showed like the gp win rates for with the sample size of like delver of rug delver was like almost 10 percent of the meta it was like 800 matches and it was like a 55.2 percent win rate i think and that is interestingly enough the win rate that they cited in the banning of grixis delver death shaman with probe they're like this is a 55 percent rate win uh, win rate deck uh, in non mirror matches and yeah So, interesting that those numbers lined up.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I I got it pulled up right here. So, the article says, uh, out of uh, 777 decks, it was 10% of that meta, and it won 55.2% of its matches.
1: Yeah. So, I think Rug is clearly the best deck. The deck that beats the best deck is Ant. Uh, And the chasm between the best decks and everything else has grown wider. And I think that's why people are getting frustrated with current legacy is it's the the new cards are so like ludicrously powerful. Like Modern Horizons just like completely upended the format, has changed everything. And, not, and along with War War of the Spark as well. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of that. I've been really frustrated with legacy at times lately. Um, I had to step away from the format for a bit because I just found it so, just so angering to, to just lose to these new cards constantly um and the big one there is obviously plague engineer plague engineer is a huge kick in the teeth to any tribal deck right Um, it just really you have to contort your deck building pretty wildly to just adjust to it being in the format because engineered plague was probably originally printed to keep goblins down in the first place Um, like goblins are on the art of the first card Uh, yeah. Or I guess that... Mm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure which printing came first, the Goblin Art 1 or the other one. Um, but, I, think,
0: I think it's that Goblin 1.
1: Yeah. So, it, it was very... It was this very targeted effect that people played when Goblins was really good, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. If a Tribal deck is very good, it's okay to have this kind of safety valve uh, for it. problem with Engineered Plague is that it's just a, it's just a really souped-up Baleful Strix in that it's it's just going to etb kill something and then trade with something later because it's death touch
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and the fact that it kills true name is really important and so and it gets around spell pierce and thalia and like all these cards that you know engineered plague was like a very niche card prior to engineer or plague engineer but now plague engineer is just everywhere yeah um, yeah so i'm i am angry that wizards decided to to put that in legacy format like i i get they maybe they thought humans was too good in modern they wanted that sort of effect in modern but it was really frustrating legacy that decks can just be like it's it's really hard for a a, a legacy deck to ever or a legacy tribal deck to ever become fully like tier one ever again unless it's a tribal deck that doesn't care about minus one minus one effects unless Which it's like it an seems... x2 tribal yeah it's like uh, how do you even do that like even merfolk which theoretically should be really good against Plague Engineer because it plays like twelve lords, um, and a lot of two twos. Mm-hmm. Even that deck struggles against Plague Engineer, from what I've heard from Murfok pilots, because just like bolt your bolt your uh, lords, and then your true names die on ETB. You can't cast your Phantasmal images, like that that sort of thing. It's a really, really a punishing card. Yeah, yeah. So I hate Plague Engineer with a blazing passion. <laughs> um, it's just. It just makes me sad i've had games where i've beaten plague engineer decks and i just felt like this is this is changing i'm feeling a little bit better about it now but it used to be like like i like i played a match and it was just like the dude had like three it was like three engineers in the main i'm just like uh, why why am i doing this to myself <laughs> so it, it made like i i even won the match and i just like kind of like sat with my my hands in my face afterwards and i was just like oh, why did i suffer this existence which i know sounds dumb because i won but it's it's not (laughs) it's it's not about punishing it's just it
0: just feels so bad you ever like walk away from a game of magic sweaty yeah me too when i play goblins against plague engineer
1: yeah yeah it's i've like we've adjusted the deck building a lot but it's made a lot of my favorite cards virtually unplayable goblin sharpshooter is such a cool magic card it can do so many cool things but with renin six and plague engineer, you cannot put goblin sharpshooter in your deck anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know it's just not. It, you can want to untap with a three mana one one? Good luck. Yeah. Um, Skirk prospector's gotten weaker. Um, you know, obviously goblin Mikey gets a lot weaker, but like you can't play a deck with like four Mog war marshals anymore because Mog war is such a sweet magic card. I love that mag war is playable in Legacy because it's it's such like a an innocuous card. It's just like kind of slightly better dragon fodder. But it's so much more than that. Um so all, like so many of my favorite cards just happen to be one ones. So Play Engineer feels like a just a real kick in the teeth at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean I think I think Ren and Six will inevitably be banned, whether it happens in November or later. I hope it's sooner rather than later, because I'm not a fan of watching it. Like the play patterns are super repetitive. It's just like Waste lock you, hooray. Like, we need more of that in the format. Yeah, so I, I just, I, I, the, the legacy meta, meta has narrowed a lot. Um, the, the range of decks has diminished quite a bit. And that has always been a selling point. The format is like, you can play what you want, you can get good at a deck and just keep playing it. And like, that's like the whole idea of like this podcast, right? There are people who can just pick up a deck and get good at it and win off of that alone. Because theoretically, the gap in power level between tier one and tier three isn't really that big no no not even and if it gets to be too big then we start to see a problem
0: yeah I, i mentioned the other day like a comment on reddit somebody was like hey what's like the good deck what's like the best deck out of these three i'm looking to like go to like competitive events and i was like look man i'm not gonna lie to you it's probably better to pick a tier one deck but like it's not the deck that makes it's, it's not the deck that, you know, makes your, your place in a format. It's usually you. Yeah. It's your familiarity with the deck. It's your familiarity with the meta. And, uh, again, that's why we're on, you know, this podcast. Because, you know, you're very good at your deck. Even though you and I can both concede that Goblins isn't Tier 1. Like, who's yeah. to say that you're not going to 5 Who's to say that you're not going to spike an event if you were to go to, like, a large paper event? Because you know how to play your deck, and that's the important part. But, yeah, yeah. again, like you said, I think that's a huge problem when uh, you start seeing these lo- these large gaps, I think you just you nailed that one on the head. You see these large gaps between the tiers that aren't necessarily supposed to be there because we have people go into like uh, GP Seattle and top aiding with Maverick. You know what I mean? That that's something mm-hmm. that should be happening. H- seeing a fifty percent you know day two rate or fifty percent win rate of one deck, like come on, that's just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I. I uh i'm sad to see the direction legacy is going um i think there are there are the it could it, this is not irreparable it could be fixed i'm going to be sad forever that Plague engineer will always be in the format and they're <laughs> never going to ban it uh unless they just see it as a inherent mistake but if they didn't ban true name for that reason that's not going to happen um well yeah you know. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Plague Engineer has more of a reason to
0: go than TNN, but
1: okay. I mean, I'd I'd agree with that, but I of course I play Goblin, so I I would say. I not. mean, it
0: just stifles way more decks than TNN.
1: Like, like re- like makes negligible. I, I guess
0: is that's the best way to describe it. In, it. it,
1: inval- it in, TNN invalidates fewer strategies. Yeah. Yeah. TNN's problem is that it just makes the best decks better. Like. Yeah. Delver, okay. Yeah. True name is just, or uh, Delver has just been perennial, perennially one of the best decks. It's always been tier one. Well, I feel, like game, but... on a, I feel like we're both getting yeah, on. I feel like we're both getting on our t- soapbox. Oops, sorry, our bad. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that puts a nice cap on on that, and you know, yeah. ho- hopefully the the place in the meta it, it opens up, if not through yeah. a ban,
1: if through some card choices for Theros. Yeah. Yeah, people um, can figure out how to beat rug and control decks can come back into the format like more like blue-white miracles, stone blade. Basically, the more tundra you see, the better goblins becomes. Um, Grix, old school Grix's control used to be a really tough matchup, and then I figured out I figured out the tech to beat it. You know, which was Volgrath's Stronghold. Um, you know that that matchup we, in testing was like maybe was maybe worse than forty percent for goblins. Um, but uh, I did a lot of testing against it, and I built my my deck kind of hedging for it. And Voracious Stronghold was an awesome addition that I can't play anymore because of and Six, because <laughs> Infinite Wastelands in every deck. Um, but I my win rate against Grace Control was really strong um, because of that kind of tech. So I'd like to see that kind of thing come back more. Um, so the, the the meta could shift. Um, I doubt it will because I think and Six is just so powerful that it's really hard. To, to do that as far as new cards or goblins that you mentioned earlier the th- the thing that i've been crying for the rooftop like all-, all the other goblins players are like give us goblin thalia give us goblin thalia one i know that's never gonna happen mm. two i think the realistic thing that is actually within the tribe and in the colors now that we're red black i've always wanted a um, kite seal freebooter goblin is that the duress guy yeah it's a it's a human it's a one and a black for a one two flyer look at their hand, take a non-creature, non-land uh, card and exile it until Kite Seal Rebooter dies. Yeah, um, yeah, that card's nuts in humans. Yeah, it's really good in humans, and it would be amazing in Goblins. You know, if I could tutor yeah. up a Duress, you know, and that, you know if I'm playing against any combo deck, and I go, turn one, lackey, connect, put in Matron, tutor up my Duress, cast it off of Cavern, you know, <laughs> that's good against Sneak and Show, that's good against Storm, Yeah, that's good against, you know, just any of the combo decks that aren't killing me on like literally turn one um and it'd be good against you know various control and tempo decks as well if i could take the lightning bullet out of their hand so my war chief survives that's huge you know so that's the card that i think would push goblins up like a tier and a half it would be so good for the archetype
0: yeah yeah but where we are now hopefully some space does open up and i, I think it will i think is pretty self-corrected because everyone, like I mentioned earlier, is kind of tired of seeing Ren and Six, so more people are really dedicating their time into figuring out like, okay, let's not just all play Ren and Six, let's just try to <laughs> beat it right now. And we're getting yeah. to that point in the the meta where people are are still trying to beat, or actually trying yeah. to beat Run and Six in like a different way, so even if it does stay in, if it, if it doesn't get banned, which I don't know if it's necessarily likely or unlikely, but I'm not sort of counting my chickens before they hatch so to speak mm-hmm. um but even you know w- without taking that into consideration i think there is still room for these um you know super control decks we're talking like spell snares main like multiple snares, spell snares main uh multiple spell pierce main to try and get down below run and six you know try to get down below rug delfer yeah. and then sort of card advantage them out of the game and i think that's a way to take it um we'll just have to see if the meta does
1: open up in that way yeah and so it'll be a question of like we know that there are some unfair decks that can beat rug very consistently mm-hmm. um we have not seen which fair decks can do it very consistent like we've plenty of decks that are like 50 50 or like 55 45 against rug mm-hmm. you know i think goblins falls in that category dnt falls in that category um humans probably even better um i picked up legacy humans uh, online and i played it a little bit still haven't run it through a league um but i own the cards and i played it a bit and it's fun um that feels very good against delver um so like i mean either vial is still inherently a very powerful card against delver strategies yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's still uh, something we've got going for all of us tribal folks um merfolk i've heard is, is good against rug um but you know, nobody's overwhelming rug. Nobody's smashing rug yet. Right. So if somebody can figure out how to be like, I'm a I'm a fair deck, and I just obliterate rug delver, then if that happens, if that's discovered, then maybe we'll see a meta shift away from it. Until then, I think we're going to be in rug delver hell. If you're <laughs> if you're uh, <laughs> if anyone's going to eternal weekend, I guess eternal weekend will be over by the time coming comes. Yeah, out. we're kind of dating so, this one. <laughs> so I hope. I hope somebody beat the shit out of Rug Delver with had some fairytale internally. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Um, and so maybe maybe that'll spur some innovation because uh, man, something's got to change because <laughs> rugs like thirteen percent of the format right now, and that is just not not yeah, fun. That's not great. Well, um, I appreciate you coming
0: on. Uh Eli, if you want people to find you, do you have a yes. nice stream or a Twitter account where the good people can follow you? Oh, ah,
1: thanks for asking. Yeah. Um so I'm Goblin Lucky One on basically everything. Uh I'm on Twitter. Uh and Twitch is like kind of my main hub. Uh I stream goblins almost always legacy, sometimes modern. Uh probably about twice a week, usually once one weekday and one one day on the weekend um you should just run through a league uh sometimes i'll do break i'll do breakdowns of previous uh leagues i've played that i didn't have time to uh stream for so i'll just like talk about my decisions and be a bit more analytical um with a good community you know a lot of people i see a lot of familiar faces whenever i stream people always stop and say hi um so follow me on twitch subscribe if you want to support goblin content um there's a couple of us doing goblins uh content i guess there's i I do want to shout out uh, Marcelo scatena he's one of the longest playing and most experienced goblins players out there and he's really really good he has a youtube channel as well i think it's just i think just look up scatman x um he he does some he posts his goblins leagues on there as well um so yeah if anyone wants to talk to me about goblins message me on twitter uh or pop in my chat on twitch and i'll be happy to talk to you um
0: yeah, and I, that is all from the man who is known for playing the best file deck, Goblins, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Goblin, like One. Thank you for uh, coming on and talking about the deck with me. I appreciate yeah. it.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. And uh, I'll see everybody uh, in the next episode.